Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. For the program. We reminisced about Fritzy taking the stage with Darius Rucker, singing a couple of songs, and I don't know if we're better for it, but uh, it was fun. We survived, right, Tom? We survived, and it was an awesome experience. Yes, and my thanks again to Darius and his entire uh, band and everybody else behind the scenes for uh, helping us out there. I I did look out in the audience. I was uh, side stage with Todd and his wife. And uh, we turned around, and there was a guy holding up a, a sign. Todd has that sign uh, that says... He gave it to me. Suck it, back row. Yeah, the guy right. had, had that. And obviously spent a lot of money on that sign. Uh, that uh, Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> he seemed like a nice guy. He was smiling, and he was pointing at me before we all left and said, look at my suck it, back row cardboard sign. Yeah, yeah. I went, okay. And then Todd Todd felt better, I think, because of that. You're like, all right, they love me here. I did until he said, you suck. Get out of here. <laughs> Can't believe you did that. He did not say that. He did not. He had a big all smile. Right. It was uh, very nice. Uh, Team USA knocked out of the World Cup, uh, lost on penalty kicks, a little bit of controversy there. NFL Hall of Fame weekend. And uh, now we start to turn our attention to next year and who's going in. I think you got Julius Peppers, Antonio Gates are uh, two of the leading candidates. For next year, um, not sure who else. If there's any other marquee names, on they're all marquee names, but you are getting a little bit more consideration for what Dion said. And I've been talking about this with the Baseball Hall of Fame. Could you have like the penthouse, the third floor, second floor, first floor? Don't have a basement, but you know, do levels there. Maybe the voting uh, levels. And you, you do have players who belong in the penthouse. And if you do that for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, we have 371 Pro Football Hall of Famers. So we're, uh, obviously, in a couple of years, we're going to be at 400. Should there be 400 Hall of Famers? Should we be a little tougher as far as the uh, filtering, uh, the screening process here? And, and it still goes back to, if I say the name, Hall of Famer or not, and then... That's really the litmus test here. But what happens is then you'll have the Veterans Committee who's going to look, and then so now you're a Hall of Famer 30 years after you played or 20 years after you played. Are you really a Hall of Famer? Should we do that? I, you know, I like the window there. Do all your research in the window. You're either a Hall of Famer or you're not. Yes, Marv. 
I hate to call out this guy, but maybe like uh, Drew Pearson. He feels like one of those guys where he was so close and then he finally got in and it was like, man, should we just, you know, let's just put him in because he was a great player for a time. But people didn't think he was a Hall of Famer or else he would have been in earlier than that. It's tricky because what happens is when you when you say you're not a Hall of Famer, then we look at the negative side of your career. And these guys get to the point where we discuss their Hall of Fame career. And that's where I, I try to be fair to them. Eli Manning is not a Hall of Famer for me, but he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. And I, and I like Eli. Uh, but if he was on the show and he asked me, do you think I'm a Hall of Famer? I would say no, I don't. I don't think he was ever anywhere near the best quarterback in his sport. He did win two Super Bowls, and he beat Tom Brady. And that has to factor in. But that doesn't make you a Hall of Famer. Phillip Rivers, not a Hall of Famer. Fun guest, great career, not a Hall of Famer. Uh, you know, it's... And I know that there's quarterbacks who didn't go to a Super Bowl. Warren Moon, Dan Fouts, Dan Marino. I know that. Like Dan Marino, take him out of the equation because Dan Marino is on the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks when you look at that generation. He was unbelievable. Dan Fouts played for an unbelievable uh, head coach offense, and he was very good. Uh, They didn't make the Super Bowl. Warren Moon, you can't really say, well, he didn't play in the Super Bowl. He couldn't even get in the NFL. They wouldn't draft him. Goes to the CFL and wins, what, five Grey Cups there. But it's just tricky when you start to talk about a Hall of Fame and I, I like what Dion is talking about, that, you know, certain number of votes that you get or whatever it is that puts you in the, the penthouse. And, and that adds another layer to the Hall of Fame induction ceremony, because then Rich Eisen could say on NFL Network, and we have a member going to the penthouse. That, that to me would be awesome. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, or like the gold level. Call it like the gold level. And it's just, you know, it's, it's not a big judgment. Everyone's going to know what it is. I would say one thing, though. I kind of like the Veterans Committee if there is an oversight. For whatever reason, like you mentioned uh, Sterling Sharp the other day, and you mentioned his numbers and you compared him to Calvin Johnson, that was an oversight. And, and usually you get the benefit of the doubt if you, you leave the sport due to injury that you're like, you know, Kirby Puckett with baseball. Yeah. A guy, he should be in the Hall of Fame, but, you know, he's going. So I like the oversight committee for like a, a mistake of a generation, maybe. Well, Sterling Sharp's a Hall of Famer. Um, and then you get into this, you know, is he, should he be in Drew Pearson's in and he's not in? And the answer is he should be in. Absolutely. Uh, but you know, we have these arguments, these discussions, but it feels like if I say, is this guy a hall of famer? And you either say yes or no, not, well, not now, but in 26 years from now. Uh, but if you could start a team with one of the hall of famers who went in Joe Thomas, Darrell Revis, DeMarcus Ware, those are all the important positions besides quarterback. You got your left tackle, you got your corner, and you got your edge rusher. We'll save that for a moment. Let's bring in uh, Taylor Twelman, the uh, MLS lead analyst on Apple TV. He was at the Dallas Inner Miami game last night covering Messi. Good to see you again, Taylor. Let me start with the women's team. Uh, was this a matter of maybe not having? like a cohesive roster where you had young talent, you had some older players maybe shouldn't have been playing, and you had some injuries. So, And the world's caught up a little bit here. 
I think it's that last point, Dan. I think that's where it is. Six years ago, I raised this topic and I took some real criticism on it, rightfully so to a certain extent, the fact that the United States women, they are the level that everyone wants to chase. It's completely different versus the men. We all know that. But about six years ago, I said when the footballing soccer countries not only put their resources behind the women's game, but their brains behind it, and I'm talking the technical, tactical aspects of the game, the gap's going to be closed. There have been warning signs, Dan, with the youth in our country and the youth national teams struggling to get out of groups. Now that generation's with the first team. Now we're seeing the best, most diverse U.S. Women's uh, World Cup ever. And so now it doesn't surprise me that the Women's World Cup now has Canada, Germany, Brazil, the United States going home. I think the U.S. women are up against it. And I'll say this for your listeners. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. I think this is a watershed moment for the U.S. women. Well, what do you mean by that? What I mean by that is they've got to really address top to bottom how to fix that. And I think it starts with the youth. Now, listen, on one level, and this is the ex-athlete in me, the Summer Olympics is just around the corner, so they can change the manager. They can potentially change the general manager. You can change what you said a little bit in the roster, getting old, get rid of some of that, bring in some younger players, the injuries, then those players come back. You can quickly fix that at the first-team level. But what I'm talking about is systemically, you've got to make sure the 14s, the 16s, the 18s, the 20s, the 23s, the rest of the world's catching up to us, Dan. And if we as a country, are just relying on athleticism and fitness, we could be behind the eight ball, not only in the next World Cup, but for the next eight to 12 years. I think it's a systemic issue, and I think the United States Federation behind the women's side needs to address that top to bottom. But was the mistake made with the roster and maybe you know keeping some of these you know Mount Rushmore women on the team and they shouldn't have been on the team? Yes. Absolutely. Now, if you're going to have them on the team, they better be really good in dynamic and leadership. And I think there's a debate to be had there. Listen, Carly Lloyd took a lot of criticism and I defended Carly Lloyd. Dan, you know this way better than me. Many athletes leave the field, get into this job. The red light comes on. They don't want to say anything. They don't really want to give their opinion because they're scared about their friendships or relationships off the field. Carly Lloyd gave her opinion. Whether I agree or disagree, that's not here. But she's the closest thing we have in the media to that group. And she wanted to bring up mentality. She wanted to bring up leadership. I got to listen to that, Dan, if I'm going to listen to anyone. And so I think there's a real good argument that they relied on reputation versus repetition. And I think it may have caught up to them. And it's a polarizing team. I oh, didn't. No doubt. I didn't realize how. Pol I forgot how polarizing they were to a certain segment of of America, and and there were there were people celebrating the U.S. I don't remember a U.S. team playing on a big stage in any sport where we reacted or people reacted that way. Like, yeah, good. I'm glad. Go home. Why? Because that's the world we live in now, Dan. I mean, listen, I, honestly, I've never seen a red, white, and blue team rooted against as much as the U.S. women. 
and it's equal pay, it's diversity, it's the fact that Megan Rapino was the first athlete to back Colin Kaepernick and support him when she knelt. They, then it's the cameras all over them. They're not singing the national anthem now. They're as polarizing as any group that that may be there. Now, I, I'm of the mindset on a personal level they're also sticking up for what they believe in. I have no issue with that, but you've got to deliver. Now, I raised a real question. I don't care if they're men or women. You are two-time defending world champion, and if you come into a stadium and dancing and singing, you're bringing more attention to yourself than is needed. You're already the two-time world champion. You don't need that. You didn't see the French national team come into the 22 World Cup dancing and singing on the men's side. Now, I criticize that. Now, all of a sudden, Dan, I'm called the bigot. That's just the world we live in now. And so I am very confused in the world we live in because the women that we're talking about, the Hope Solos, the Carly Lloyds, they've told me off camera and behind the scenes, we need people like you to criticize us, analyze us the way you do men. Dan, when I do that, I'm now called a bigot. <laughs> I'm now called uh, a sexist. And so your aunt... You're asking me, I don't know really what the answer is, but I do know this is one of the, if not the most polarizing teams in the world of sport. Make no mistake about it. Taylor Twelman, the uh, MLS lead analyst on Apple TV. He was uh, at the Dallas Inter-Miami game where Messi had a couple of goals. Simplify his greatness if you can. Uh, buddy, I can't. But I, I said this during the game, Dan. I think you'll appreciate this. But, but I, Taylor, I, I liken him to Steph Curry. It doesn't make sense. Oh, he's bigger than that. No, no, no. What Steph Curry? Well, Steph Curry changed the game of basketball. He's undersized. Fair. He doesn't jump. He's not quick. He's not strong. You know exactly what's what's coming. Yeah, uh, I can look at Messi and go, that guy is the best player. Now I know it's against MLS competition, but still, I. I I, there's something about him that he does something in a different way than anybody else who plays the sport. What is it? Yeah. Now, Dan, you say it's against MLS competition. By the way, he did this at the World Cup against the best <laughs> okay. players in the world that is true. six months ago. That's He's different. <laughs> okay. I, what, what I said in this broadcast last <laughs> night, and by the way, I slept right there for three and a half hours because I couldn't sleep anyways because of what happened last night. The truth is this. There's only four athletes that when the occasion comes, and the expectation level is there. They super they they exceed those. Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, Muhammad Ali. Steph Curry's not one of those guys. He's changed basketball, but he has failed. Lionel Messi, Dan, every single time the moment comes and you say there's no way, whether it's the World Cup when he's 35, whether it's inner Miami where he's had maybe four trainings with the team. It's unbelievable how every single time he delivers and then some. I don't know if we've ever had an athlete in this sport. Pelé was one in a million. I'd say Johan Cruyff, Diego Maradona, but they didn't do it as long as he's doing it. He's 36, Dan, and still operating at a level that very few, if any, have ever operated at. Have you ever been in a friendly against him? I've actually played in a real competition. 2007 Copa America. We played in Venezuela. We were up 1-0. 25 minutes later, we lost 4-1. <laughs> what was the scouting report on Messi back then? Do you remember? And that's the best. I'm actually glad you asked that because that was 2007. He hadn't done 
he's not seven time Ballon d'Or winner, right? He hasn't done any of that. I, I likened him to this. And I remember, remember when Michael Vick made his introduction to college football. And I forget the defender that the linebacker from the Florida State team that played him, but the, he compared him to a chicken on a farm and you're running around trying to chase the chicken with the chicken with his head cut off. Lionel Messi walks. He walks more than any other player. And yet, I likened him. He's 5'7", 150 pounds. He's like the water bug on top of the lake water that just bounces everywhere. And you think you got him. You got him. You try to hit him. You slap him. You can't touch him. He's easy to find. He's the easiest guy right now to see on the field and say, hey, he's number 10. He's in a pink jersey. Absolutely kick the snot out of him. And Dan, no one can. It's honestly, Dan, it's the most remarkable trait. The best ability is availability. He's never seriously been hurt. That is amazing to me. And he doesn't flop either. Uh, nope. Which, nope. which I, I respect that. But I liken him to the same thing as Steph Curry. It's like when a raindrop goes down your windshield. And you have, <laughs> and then it just takes a hard left. And then it'll take a hard right. And then it keeps goes straight. And then it's a left. That's that would be my comparison. That Messi is like that rain drop going down your windshield, just like Steph Curry. Some things yep. you can't explain, but that's the beauty of of sports. Nope, but Messi's got two quads on him. That buddy, that raindrop has about <laughs> seventeen raindrops on each leg because you can't <laughs> knock him off the ball. Uh, and you you faced him when he was twenty. Yeah. I know. That's it. Thanks for dating me, Dan. I yeah, appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. How would, you, how would you do against him now? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be in the hospital after about 30 seconds. <laughs> uh, great to talk to you again, Taylor. Thank you. Yep. Great seeing you, bud. Uh, Taylor Twelman, uh, MLS lead analyst on Apple TV, and uh, there to witness Messi last night. Uh, I just remember who was it on the show? Uh, Landon Donovan. I said, what is it that he does? He said, he does the little things, but he does so many little things better than anybody else. When, and then you add it all together, and then that's what makes it magical. It doesn't look like you know, he's that fast or that strong or that, whatever it is, but it goes back to Steph Curry. Um, or maybe Steph Curry is like Messi from the standpoint of you can't explain it. Because if I said, you know, that guy coming out, that's Steph Curry right there. And if you knew nothing about basketball, and I'd say he's uh, he changed the game. That's one of the that's the greatest shooter of all time. You'd be like, well, how much does he play? Does he even get in the game? And then you watch him play, and you go, that doesn't make any sense at all. But that's the beauty of sports. There's certain athletes where you go, I don't get it, but they do. Let's take a break. Uh, we'll get some phone calls coming up. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. Oh, we're inching closer to going to Ireland, uh, Notre Dame Navy game, but also our good friends, our new partner, Keeper's Heart. And uh, if you're following us on social media and you're going to Dublin for that game, you're going to be there that week, uh, we'll let you know. We're going to have something on Wednesday night somewhere in Dublin, and uh, we're going to have some Keeper's Heart there so you can taste it. And uh, this is one of the best distillers in the world, Brian Nation, he rocked the whiskey world. He truly did. He left Ireland, and uh, he is responsible for some of the more famous whiskeys that you ever heard of to start Keeper's Heart here in the United States. Award-winning. You want to try the 10-year uh, single malt. 
Keeper's Heart combines the smooth character of Irish whiskey, the bold flavors of American whiskeys, to deliver a unique taste experience worthy of the record books. You got to try it. Make sure that uh, you go to uh, keep, let's see, keepersheartwhiskey.com. Keepersheartwhiskey.com. Use the promo code DAN2023 to get a discount. Enjoy $10 off your whiskey purchase. Please drink responsibly. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Some members of the audience have asked about a Todd Fritz uh, tour t-shirt. And uh, I'm thinking that'd be great if we had a Fritzy Tour t-shirt. Just had one stop, Bridgeport, Connecticut. <laughs> like, like on the back where they have all the dates? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just have one. That's it. That'd be very funny. Yeah. Yes, Paul. I was able to get a couple pictures. My camera's not the best from the crowd, but I got one decent one as Fritzy was wrapping up where Darius is kind of waving to the crowd and Fritzy triumphant, like victory, like Johnny Drama from Entourage is yep. giving that victory sign. I think it's a pretty decent picture. Mm, okay. Uh, Anthony Davis is now, I guess, the highest paid player, the richest annual contract in NBA history, averaging $62 million per season. Wow. Million a game. <laughs> uh, do you think that he'll play 62 games this year? If I put the over under at 62 and a half games for Anthony Davis, I'll bet you his career average over the past seven years is around 62. Who's taking the over? was the question. 62 and a half games. Anthony Davis. 
million a game. Marvin? Jeepers creeping. Yeah. Oof. I don't have any confidence either Street way. Close? He had uh, two years and eighty-four million left on a five-year deal. Damn. Um, let's see. Anything else? Uh, so he's kind of a bargain. He's forty million for twenty twenty-three, twenty-four, forty-three million after that, and then the uh, contract extension kicks in there. Well, you need him. I just hope that he can stay healthy. That he can be the star of that team. Because he'll give you 28, 9, or 10, uh, three and a half assists. Shoots 57% from the floor. Um, he played 62 of 72 games in 2019. 36 of 72 in 2020-2021. 40 of 82. And then 56 of 82 this past season. <laughs> I'm going to take the under of 62 and a half. He missed 20 consecutive games from mid-December to uh, January. He had the bone spur, uh, had a stress reaction in his right foot. I mean, he's a game of operation. I guess you had to sign him, right? You know? Right, Mark? have to. Yeah, they also call him half man, half a season. Yeah. Dang. Okay. All right. Dang. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's Marvin said that. Say it to his face. Yeah. Would you say it to his face? No. Uh, okay. No, go. for what? <laughs> I think the Lakers would sign up for 62 games. I, and I'm not even being facetious. For, for him, 60, I mean, last time he played over 70 was 2017. Yeah, I don't see him playing that much. And uh, if, But if you said, hey, you're going to play around 60 games, we need you ready for the postseason, and he stays healthy in the postseason, then I'm fine with that. You just don't get – your money doesn't go as far as it used to when it comes to your superstars playing uh, a lot of regular season games. Yes, Mark? I'm going to need maybe the teams – if a player, if a star player is not playing, all right, guys, instead of the $1,000 we were going to charge you, it's like $400. If LeBron's not playing – if AD's not playing, like, look, I like Austin Reeves, but I'm not paying the $1,000 to see Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know why we can't take out insurance, that there should be superstar insurance, right? Let the NBA put out a list of these players every year. That's the superstar list. And if they don't play or you find out they're not playing, then can you get a credit on your, uh, your tickets? Yes, Mark. And coming from a fan's perspective, like, so – maybe uh, two years ago, hey, my son wanted to see LeBron for Christmas. I didn't want to give him – I didn't want to buy tickets because I didn't know whether he was playing or not. He, yeah. en- he ended up playing. I got tickets the day of. Like, now I got to get t- tickets the day of. Like, is he a game time? Okay, he's playing. Yeah. Let me go on StubHub and try to find him. But you can't do that anymore and buy kids, you know, gifts. A Christmas present. Yeah, you're right. Yes, Todd. I wonder what's considered the average amount of games for a star player as far as the load management thing because you could subtract possibly 15, 20 games right off the bat right there as we're debating 62 out of 81, just for resting him, even if he's totally healthy. Well, you don't have that. And I get it. If I'm a player, like, why am I playing more? Uh, do I need to play 70 games? They, you know, it was a badge of pride, but it, that was a different generation. That They didn't want to miss games. You know, I mean, Jordan famously, he wanted to play in all of these games. I couldn't imagine him sitting out. I just couldn't watching him on the bench where he's like, oh my god, I got to go out there. I, I'm going to suit up at halftime. Yeah, Marv. And especially say if they're playing the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies in Vancouver. This is the one time they yeah. get to see Michael Jordan. 
or a random you know game in New Jersey in February. Uh, yeah, Paul. I've got the top 20 scores last year in the NBA. How many of the top 20 scores in the NBA played 70 or more games last season? 70 or more. Out of a 20 possible. Two. You're pretty close. I've got uh, Jason Tatum played 74, and he's on record saying he does not load manage. Trey Young, 73 games. Julius Randle, 77 games. De'Aaron Fox, 73. Everyone else is 66 or under. Yeah. Stat of the day, brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Yes, Paul. Do Anthony uh, Davis and Zion Williams combine for 82 games played? So do Anthony Davis and Zion Williams. Yeah, Zion Williamson, sorry. Because they had 56 and 29 games played last year. They're right at 82. <laughs> oh, boy. Man, it feels like a make-or-break year for Zion Williamson. Even though he's, what, 23 maybe, 22? But... Like, he was a thing. And then all of a sudden, he wasn't a thing. And then you had to, you had to show up early to watch him in warm-ups or, uh, you know, a shoot-around. And that was it. Oh, man. Is Zion Williamson in New Orleans? Okay, when I retire. No. No way. No. Okay. No. Way. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> he will not be. He a, might be on another two teams by the yes. time he retires. Who retires first? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Nick in Iowa. Hi, Nick. What's on your mind today? Hey, DB. Thanks for taking my call. Um, hey, wanted to see get your thoughts on Jake Paul. Um, I know I, I, I before this week I kind of thought he was a clown. Um, there's this story or this uh, show on Netflix called Untold, and it talks about how he's um, kind of coming up in boxing and doing it legit. I just want to get your thoughts. And then also one request, uh, you keep talking about all these great stories you're going to talk about when, when you retire. Can you uh, let that go a couple months early so we can get some reaction? And, uh, no. And, uh, here. No. No. Last day. That's it. No. <laughs> it, you know, it could be the last two days maybe. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's what we talked about. Uh, Jake Paul, uh, look, you spend your money however you want to be entertained. That's <laughs> not for me. I mean, he's not fighting anybody. He he's he's a TikTok or whatever YouTube sensation, and he's out there fighting and people. He's got a fan base, and okay, but it, but he he's kind of fooling you into thinking, man, that guy. I mean, he can get in the ring. There are a lot of guys who get in the ring, but uh, he's out there. He's not afraid to be a, a spokesperson, and not not afraid to be controversial. Him and his brother. I get it. It's just not something I'm interested in. Um, and, and, you know, you're beating somebody who probably was ready to get out of the ring after five rounds. Where, and, you know, Diaz wanted the fight to go ten rounds. He wanted to make sure that it was going to go to the di- – he was dying out there. And, uh, you know, Paul drops him. But other than that, I mean, it's just not it, – it's kind of a spectacle, but it's not real. I mean, we don't know the result of it, but it feels like it's more like wrestling than it is a, a true boxing match. And, you know, Conor McGregor, it keeps opening his mouth, and then it'll lead to a big, you know, close pay-per-view, whatever. And uh, they're just, he's a good businessman. Nothing wrong with that. 
It's just not something I'm interested in. And I didn't buy the fight. I just watched the highlights of it. But I could tell that... There were highlights? Yeah, he knocked him down. There was a fight that was in the stands, I think, his brother might have been involved in. But, you know, people talk about it. Yes, Marv. Better fight. That one or the Tim Anderson-Ramirez fight? I'd rather see Ramirez and Tim Anderson fight again. That'd be awesome. That was great. That was great. Man, when Tim Anderson squares up, I'm like, oh, dang, this dude means business. Oh, and yeah. Five seconds later, kaboom. <laughs> and then watching him getting carried off the field by his teammates. Awesome. Where he's still sort of, you could tell he got rocked. Well, that's where you're like, let me get out that guy. I want a piece of it. No, no. Come on. Let's go over here. I'm going to get you. No, over here. Here we go. It was good, though. Yes, Mark. Losing a fight like that has got to suck. Like, I've been I've been punched <laughs> in the face before, but that was, you know, someone was trying to rob me. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but I haven't, like, squared up and, like, lost a fight. I can't even imagine, like, these days. You like, can't square up and, and then, then lose. get knocked out like that. I, I, you, trust me, I've seen it happen more than once. The guy pulls his pants up. Yeah. He squares up. He's ready yeah. to go. The guy, Pull his pants up. The guy who doesn't want to fight, oh, he's – asking for it like now you're asking for it because i didn't want to fight you i saw a guy one guy was like talking crazy to another one the guy who didn't want to fight he goes you don't want to fight me not i don't want to fight you you don't want to fight me he whoo there was a moment on friday night at the concert and uh, there were two guys who were talking john back and forth and one of the guys was john back and forth i knew him and I looked at the guy's ears, who was was jawing back. And then I, I said to my friend, I said, no, 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 no. You don't want any part of this. Whose side are you on? I go, I'm on your side, but I don't want to pick you up. This guy had cauliflower ear. so Look at that dude's ears. Yes, that's all you <laughs> yeah. need to do. Yep. If, you, if you look at a guy and you go, damn, his ears are deformed. There's a reason why they're deformed. Don't mess with those guys. Uh, Alejandro in Oregon. Buenos dias, mis amigos. Buenos dias. Uh, short and fat, uh, <laughs> two burritos and two tacos. <laughs> okay. So I just got to make a comment. Listening to the highlights of Fritzy's performance, I did not hear a <laughs> and the entire performance. Well, I was concerned about Kiss on my list. I thought it might have been that, but he did not have any of that. Kiss on my lisp. Almost happened. Yeah. All of a sudden, the guitar sounds out of tune. (laughs) I affected the instruments in a negative way. (laughs) It's amazing. A voice can destroy instruments. Okay, but that's that's the uh, you know that's the (laughs) clean version of the sound. If you factor in the audience, then you don't hear the imperfections. But when you're just hearing that, I can't imagine their poor sound guy Billy out there going, "Oh my God, how do I mix this?" Yeah, Paul. 
I got to tell you, it really helps to have 7,000 people around you and four beers in you before Fritzy goes on stage. Your kids is on my list. I see you and you see me. Watch you blow in the light. I love listening to the, the crowd react. It's epic. Yeah, it's epic. all done. Epic. All done. There's so, there so much that could be said with your all right. All righty. All right. And exit stage right. And, 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 and then you wanted to go back on for the encore. And I go, nope, you're not going anywhere. I was going to sneak in. What up? Well, you no. Got, no, we didn't say no, three songs. No, no. Todd goes, gets super rangy in those songs when he sings. He goes real high and then real low. Well, you know what the big German said to me this morning, he said the band didn't do Todd any favors, that they went up Whoa. too high of a key, that they should have allowed him to come back down a little bit. They might have been following Todd's maybe, voice. Well, maybe they sabotaged you a little bit. And there's a pack of stray dogs howling. If you look in the distance there, that was a little weird. Oh, that's not you. I was causing these dogs to howl. No, no. Okay. How about we take a break here? All right, last call for phone calls, what we learned. It's all done, Todd. What I want no, you no, no, no. <laughs> You're a rich girl. Adult education. You sound better here do, right? than, than you do when, you know, you're trying to project and it, it's tougher when you're doing that. But here you can be intimate. You can just be right here. I think there's better like acoustics it. in here in your fancy man cave than they had at the amphitheater there. Yes, Mark. That. Yes, Mark. If you won that bet, what song would you, you have sung? Who? All of us. Oh. So if I had, oh, okay, let me take a break. How about uh, when we come back? We'll answer that. If we had won the bat with Darius Rucker, what would we, one song. Not one song. Two, yeah, not two and ruin the night. Okay, back after this. Tuned in to 60 Minutes last night. They had a special on Panini trading cards, and these were the stickers. And they went to Italy, and they were talking to the Panini family and talking about how they started this company and these soccer stickers. You had guys who had collected since 1970, you know, with Pele or Diego Maradona. Panini is ahead of everybody. The official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show and their brand new NFT platform at nft.panini.net. One-of-a-kind digital cards. These are the official products from the NFL, NBA, FIFA World Cup, UFC, and collegiate sports. Now, make sure you check out the NFL and NBA prison packs. We're getting ready for the upcoming NFL season. That means the hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats. Panini NFT trading cards, giving you the opportunity to pull autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, even one-of-one NFTs from every pack. NFT.PaniniAmerica.net. The official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Listen to Comeback Stories. I'm Darren Waller. You may know me best as a tight end for the New York Giants. You may also know me for my story of overcoming addiction alcoholism. 
may have heard a few of my tracks as an artist or a producer. Uh, you may have seen the work that I've done through my foundation. And you may know my friend and co-host Donnie Starkins as well. He's a mindfulness teacher, a yoga instructor, a life coach, a man fully invested in seeing people reach their fullest potential. And we've come to form this platform of comeback stories to really highlight not only our own adversity, but adversity in the lives of well-known guests with amazing stories. Catch us every week on Comeback Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow, this day in sports history. Let's say we had won the bet instead of Fritzy winning the bet with Darius. The one song that you would have, would anybody have gotten up there and sang a song? Would anybody have gotten up there on Friday night if they had won the bet? Seton? I would have wanted to play the guitar and not sing. Okay. Because that's, I don't sing, but. Okay. I would play the guitar, though. All right. Uh, what would be the song that you would want to play? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> no, you got to pick a song. Uh, I don't know. What were you doing during the commercial break where we were going to be thinking about this? Well, I thought about how I wouldn't sing. I would play the guitar, and then I went and shot baskets. <laughs> and Mar that, that was my answer. Marvin, <laughs> what song would you sing? If I was in Fritzy's spot, I'd probably do uh, "This Is How We Do It," just oh, something like a song everyone knows. I'm not, that's good. you know, I'm not Luther Vandross or anything, so I'm not going to pretend to try to sing some, 
song where it takes some real vocal chops. And so, it was on a Friday night, so that would have been perfect. This is how we do it. It's Friday night, and it was Friday night. Mm-hmm. The actual day of the week that could hit that song. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. Thank you, Todd. Uh, Paulie? So a song you think we might be able to pull off is what you're saying. Like we, oh, no, I don't think you can pull it off. I, I would I mean, just say, I, is there a song, what would be the song you think you could pull off? Right. Uh, Toby Keith has a song called Double Wide Paradise, and I've sang it a few times at karaoke. I, I, don't, I think I could sing it without being completely embarrassed, but I'm probably wrong. I've never heard you sing before. No, I, I, I sang when I was a kid. I was in chorus and plays and all that stuff in grade school and high school, but I don't think I could sing sing. Hmm. I'm pretty sure I can't. I would, I would do... Uh, Ring of Fire by Johnny Cash or... Uh, in the ghetto. Or uh, Todd. If it's my oh, sorry, I thought dream. you liked to sing In the Ghetto with the Elvis thing. I have sung that. No, you have. But uh, I would do that or uh, Low Rider by War. You keep it down low. Yeah. All my friends love a low rider. Yeah, Paul. There's a, a song I, know, I like called uh, Blue Clear Sky by George Strait, and I like to sing it karaoke, but... One, I, I realized I can't hit high notes. I'm not, you know, I can't sing. That would be the tough part, not knowing what you can't do as a singer. You'd find out quickly. Yeah, you. Would. And I wouldn't want to do it in front of seven thousand. Uh, Blake in Wyoming. Hi, Blake. What's on your mind today? Hey, Mr. Patrick. It's an honor. Um, I uh, before I get to my two questions, I got to ask you to be thinking on your retirement, on who you're going to hand your fans over to, because mm. we are all going to want referrals. Because we respect and love you so much, and uh, let me get that in right there. Um, uh, two quick questions: With uh, you know, good leadership is part of good leadership is looking forward. And my first question to you is: You know, if I had a daughter that ran track um, at the University of Washington, is all this mountain of money? going to funnel down and either enhance her program or, you know, cut it. Um, or, you know, for that matter, Washington state, you know, is kind of left out in the cold. What happens to those lower level programs like track and soccer and wrestling? Oh, you've got, uh, you know, you've got some of these, it's the haves and the have nots. And thanks for the phone call. Like uh, you're going to have, you're going to have some football programs that may, might not be around at, colleges that you grew up with that played football you know maybe they go down to uh division one double a like if i'm northwestern I, I have to look at this and go i know we're making money in the big 10 here but given ev- everything that's happened like what do we stand for you know are, are we an academic institution or are we trying to be a football power stanford you've had success but like what are you and, and a lot of these schools, their identity is attached to their basketball team and or their football team. But if I'm these places of higher education, then that's got to be your priority. But it's not for a lot of these schools. Hey, how about our football? Nobody's bragging about your endowment or your grade point average or Nobel Peace Prize winners or you know, winning you know, alumni. It's just not happening. Caleb in Portland. Hey, Caleb. Hey, Dan, uh, 510, 220. Uh, best of the week, I got two best for you. Uh, best, I finally joined the 400 Bench Club. And then um, second best is I was watching the, the Fritzy videos online, and my wife came in. She's like, oh, cool, is that like one of those Make-A-Wish foundations? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she thought it was uh, something was wrong, and you got to go on to 
seeing as a, like a final final wish for him. Yeah. Well, you know, it did. I the crowd didn't understand the the you know concept in the context of Darius bringing you out and he lost a bat but didn't explain really who you were. He just called you Fritzy. Is that why at the after party where people were asking me like what the exact diagnosis was and what kind of treatment They did not do that. Because I didn't understand they that. They didn't do that. <laughs> you still have some of your hair left, but I guess the rest of it, how many more treatments? That, the rest of that hair is going to be going any day. This day in sports history, Paulie. <laughs> Try to follow that up. 1968, his major league debut, Joe Keogh of the A's, hit a home run in his first at-bat. Tony See, Gwynn of the Padres in 1999 got hit number 3,000. Things crack it up over here. No, back, no, we can hear him. Back to you. <laughs> no, really, I'm fine. No, no, I can, I, I can hear Seton cracking up. You're gonna make it to New Year's? I think so. They said six. What, what month is this? They said six to eight. What's the diagnosis? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Get better, man. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers with you, man. You want to come fund me? Come over for Thanksgiving. If it's going to be your last one, we'll have you come over. Uh, what did you learn on this program, Todd? If you could have a lot of confidence or above average talent, you're probably better off being unsure of yourself with actual ability. Yeah, take note. Uh, Seton O'Connor. Messi's greatness cannot be explained. Oh, Messi. Marvin? You think Lincoln Riley? He's leaving. No, I just, I speculated. Like, I wondered. Dan Patrick reported. Yeah, I know. That's what it's going to be. Paulie, what'd you learn? Private eye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats, the only place to collect them all, Panini Trading Cards, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Start a continuing collection now, PaniniAmerica.net. Give me a little more, Marvin, as we say goodbye. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.